to the definitive guide on dynamic creative, the greatest tool that Facebook allows us to have to test creatives, scale accounts, consolidate data, make more reliable results, make our jobs easier so we work less and less and less and have a higher and higher confidence and higher quality assets that can help us develop our plant business and plants for the future. If you wanna know more about this, you are in the right place, let's go! So, first off, you can be anywhere on the internet right now and I really appreciate you being here. And it means a lot to me that you have chosen to take this time in your day to learn about this topic. Dynamic creative is something that's very near and dear to my heart. I use it on every single account. I have not legitimately been able to come across a reasonable database solution and cause to not utilize it in any account in years now. And for the vast majority of accounts that I run, students that I have and clients that I work with, quite legitimately, there's not a single post ID that we've made in years because Dynamic Creative does all the work for us. So if you wanna know how to use Dynamic Creative and yes, iOS 14 is here and no, that has had zero impact on the reliability functionality or your ability to make good ads from it. So let's get rid of all that nonsense and start making the world a lot easier because if you are still testing ads by building out four or five and a bunch of different ad sets and launching it every single week, you are at least two to three years behind what you should be doing. So let's get into the first part right here around consolidating our data, okay? So when we're talking about consolidating our data with dynamic creatives. What we're getting at here is if we're testing all of our ads inside of one ad unit, inside of Facebook, what happens when you make a bunch of different post studies manually is that Facebook is sharing, or Facebook is not sharing all of the data that any of those ads get. So you basically have four or five different people wandering off into the wilderness seeing what happens. Now, you might get lucky in a couple of days. Hey, this one got five sales. Great, now everything goes there to try to chase that. That is highly reactionary, very low confidence, and ultimately produces really low value and confidence assets, which is the reason why your ads are dying so fast and why you need to make more ads to keep up. The flywheel is not perpetual. In order to keep it spinning, you have to add a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And so you keep ramping up your creative testing speed and volume just to maintain the same performance. And you know what happens? Because you're forcing post IDs on people, which is kind of disrespecting the customer experience, what is happening to your ad account as a net result? You're getting higher CPMs. You are getting lower page scores. You are losing higher value options and ultimately you are inhibiting your future success because you're not using tools the way they were designed to be used and instead you wanna work harder to make less money. Now, I don't know about you, but that feels like bad business. So what dynamic creative does for us is it actually consolidates all of this data and the results. So instead of having 20 ads or like 50 ads, like for instance, if you're making, if you make, you know, you might make the mistake of running five ads where you have some creative and they have different headlines and different primary text. Maybe you're running the same headline and the same primary text with five ads. Great but you're still trying to guess what users want to see and each one of those ads has its own life cycle. 
which means that you're not able to say, well, one ad appeals to one person, one ad appeals to another, and we can tell because of the way this ad works and the way this ad works, what we want to do to person number three. Every single impression, especially early on, when you're in the learning phase, is the Facebook's best attempt at giving you better than dumb luck. Now, really what you're gonna get here is trying to optimize for, while you are trying to push for a net business result, what you're getting is optimization for estimated action rate as well as in the auction. So instead of getting good business results that are stable, projectable, definable, and accomplish a business objective at large, you're getting results in the first couple of days and then the system is rallying behind that result regardless of the end user's experience. Now, if you get three or four sales on the first or second day around some ad, but it's something that most people don't want to see, it's still going to get all the spend. And maybe it has a good CPA, maybe it doesn't. But if you make that same mistake time after time after time after time, what happens to your ad account over a course of months or years? Your CPMs go up. Because Facebook is seeing you as a liability to their business model and their bottom line. So while you are trying to ultimately find the best ad that people are gonna, that's gonna make people buy, what you're really doing is saying, how can I throw enough shit at the wall to try to make money while also not respecting any person that sees this ad? Now, that's not what you're really trying to do, but that's the net effect of your actions and your investment. So what's really important here inside of a dynamic creative is that Facebook is able to take your selection of headlines and primary text and creatives and ultimately put them together to make sure that the end user sees the best possible combination for their user experience that also then generates a positive business result for you. But instead of having five or 20 or 100 different customer journeys and all these different post IDs that are all completely working independently, you have sort of a mesh a supportive network of, of parts that are working together to ultimately deliver the best net result. And that's the really big, important, widely undervalued and overviewed piece of this is that it works in tandem to deliver you the best net result while also making you a really, really good business partner to Facebook because you're letting Facebook determine what people want to see and what they don't want to see. The other side of this too is that it consolidates the results into one space. So when you get a win over here, and you get a win over here, it doesn't mean that Facebook's not gonna try to spend against these two things. Facebook is able to say, well, this headline gets results, this creative gets results, this you know, primary text gets results, but maybe this primary text gets results, but this person will stop on an image and that person will stop on a video. You're still getting a good net blended result and Facebook is still able to learn ultimately what's maybe the best possible combination for the end user based on estimated action rate, but your business objectives are still a priority that Facebook is respecting. So it's ultimately delivering you a more stable, more projectable, more desirable outcome. It's by the time it leaves the learning phase, it's also way more projectable. And it's not on the back of one post ID getting everything because it was lucky in the first few hours or days. So as a result, Dynamic Creative actually uses machine learning to your favor instead of you doing way more work to try to outsmart it and undermine it. Now, the honest truth is, if you're gonna try to outsmart and undermine the world's greatest machine learning platform to try to make money while disrespecting the end customer, your future is gonna be pretty bleak. 
And there's a big reason why the people that work on dynamic creative to produce post IDs, no way we will get to how to extract the post ID and we will get to how to build dynamic creatives properly. And we will get to how to understand the actual post that did all of the work, even though you can't see all the data inside the thing, which is also complete nonsense. You we're gonna get to all of that. But the other most important thing is here is while that test is happening, you can actually still get good results. And a lot of people make the mistake of having a scaling campaign and a testing campaign and basically saying, what got lucky? Let me bet my entire business on it. And what happens? Well, if their business model is good, they're able to outrun the depreciating value of their marketing assets. But eventually their cost of advertising continues to go up. Their CPMs continue to go up. Their competitors that are more respectful to the end user experience are getting higher and higher quality auctions for cheaper and cheaper because ultimately, Facebook is your business partner. And the more that you disrespect your business partner, the less and less likely they're gonna show you to their best impressions because somebody else is doing a much better job about giving a damn about the real person at the other end of that click. So dynamic creative is infinitely more powerful than building a bunch of post studies. Plus, it's way easier. Plus, it has a compounding effect of value. Plus, it presents far less of a liability to your business's bottom line in aggregate over time. So because of all of these things, dynamic creative is an essential part of basically every ad account that I have run for years. And I have not heard anybody so far, and if you disagree with this, please comment below. Let me know what things are going on for you. Tell me why I'm wrong. I have not heard a data-based reason to not use it, other than people saying, well, it doesn't work for me. And I almost guarantee every time that I walk into those conversations, somebody's either using dynamic creatives that are too complex, they are running them with a timeline as how they're running things. Oh, every seven days, we launch a new thing. Statistical significance and the scientific method doesn't know what a fucking calendar is. It doesn't matter. If your test is winning, why end it? And if it's projectable, until it is, it's not over. And if it's better than your control stuff, why get in the way of that? I've scaled plenty of campaigns because the tests were better than the control environment. I just had a greater PSM on the account per profitable scaling margin. And that allowed me to continue to push budgets or drive a higher volume of customers into my store by reducing my CPA while keeping my LTV and my COGS the same. So I'm creating, uh, creating a higher margin per, per customer journey, which is fantastic. None of which is available when you're building single post IDs, trying to run your business off of getting lucky and working really hard. And that's the big piece that I really wanna drive home is that ultimately you're going to lose that battle to somebody that's using machine learning because a simple machine will beat out hard work at the end of the day every single time. Now, one of the big things I wanna talk about here is why do dynamic creatives work for me and my students and why do they not work for a lot of other people? Well, there's two really big things that we have to understand. First off, some folks load up the dynamic creative with way too many possibilities. And what I mean by this is, you know, you can throw in five images or 10 creatives and you can do like five headlines. Let's say you load it all the way up, right? Let's say you do uh, five headlines and five creatives and five post ID, uh, five 
primary text. That's not even loading it all the way up. That's 125 possible combinations. Let's say you can go further and make the mistake of dropping in five descriptions, things that people don't even see. Now you're sitting at 625. Let's say you go even crazier and drop in two or three CTAs. You might be at nearly 2,000 ads. Do you know how much money it's gonna take for you to get through 2,000 permutations? I'm gonna give you a hint. I've had seven-figure daily budgets. It wasn't enough. So how do we make this work for us? Ultimately, dynamic creatives are a tool to help us make high-confidence binary decisions for the development of high-value assets so that we can invest more appropriately to deliver business objectives at scale. Now, if you listen to what I said there, not a damn bit of it was about audience because audience doesn't matter because every ad finds its own audience, retargeting, interest groups, lookalikes, unnecessary, obsolete. You do not need it inside of Facebook. I'm also not talking about bidding models because again, that's a five cent solution and a hundred dollar problem. What we're talking about here is binary solutions so we can think like investment bankers. We don't care if Facebook gets credit for stuff. We're not, we don't care about making everything have a fair chance. Do you want everything to have a fair chance? Or do you want to make money? And that's really what we're talking about. Spend is a meritocracy. So when you can make binary decisions to ultimately move your account forward, you're going to be in a much, much better place. So how do we set up our dynamic creatives? Well, one of the things that I've really been harping on a lot lately and I've been teaching for a long time is something I call the 3-2-2 format. Let's get three of one option. Primarily, I say three creatives. Maybe it's two images and a video. Maybe it's three videos. Maybe it's three images. It doesn't matter. And if anybody tells you, well, what's working on Facebook right now is images, or what's working on Facebook right now is videos, I can tell you really what's working right now is that person has no fucking clue what they're talking about. Because it doesn't matter. What's working right now is what your customers are responding to. And the honest truth is creative formats, styles, all of that stuff. There are trends and there are things that just work. And I have made things just work regardless of trend for years because you're developing a brand identity way more than just trying to attach yourself to some trend that's going to be dead in two weeks. And if it's going to be dead in two weeks, do you really, really want to make a business investment in trying to bet your entire future on something that's going to be obsolete in 14 days? Of course not. So the idea here is if we get three creatives, two headlines, two primary texts, we're ultimately ending up with 12 total possible permutations. Now, if one image really does well and the two videos don't do well at delivering a positive user experience, driving actions, engagements, and comments, and, and clicks, et cetera, et cetera, then that one's going to get a lot of spend. Now, it doesn't mean that the videos didn't get a fair chance. It meant that the end user experience wasn't nearly as good with them and now Facebook has determined that out of the possible 12, we can already just eliminate huge swaths. In this case, four ads are completely off the table, right? Six ads are completely off the table because all we need is that one image plus the permutation. So really now it's eight options are off the table because we don't really need them because that image is the thing they're doing really well. Now, sometimes you'll see, well, both of my headlines got the same amount of spend or both of my uh, primary texts got the same amount of spend in results. You know what, that's fine. What that means is that's not the variable that's the driver of success. And also, I hope that you're waiting for these to get dozens of results. 
because seven is not a data set worth anything to a person. Three days doesn't mean shit. If you can't project what next week's CPA is going to be in platform from that ad, yes, I said in platform because you know what? iOS 14 doesn't hurt Facebook's ability to do its job. It doesn't. And the inaccuracy that we see in reporting is just Facebook being more honest. It's a machine. It's a computer program. If it's off, it's off by the same variant every single time because it's a program making the same actions over and over again. Computer programs don't have good days and bad days. They make the same thing over and over again. And all you need to know more than anything is where do you have the highest confidence because you're happy with the consistent output and the relative performance against existing control and baseline output. That's what matters. So ultimately, if you're running this dynamic creative and you see one image getting all the spend, both primary text basically split it and then one headline shoots away with it, awesome. And after five days, well, this thing's doing pretty well for us. And after like seven to 10 days, you're like, you know what? I know over the last three days, if I were to project out in the future, this thing's going to come in at a $32. Great. How does that compare to the control elements? Now, if you're really paying attention to a lot of stuff, you will know that I really hate the idea of a scale and a test campaign because that completely fights the uh, scientific method entirely, which basically says, I'm going to try to make money and I'm going to set up my account to reject hundreds of years of scientific consensus doesn't make any sense so maybe you've been following along and you know we have the one campaign strategy right like this nice little sheet now we've got our winners camp a winner's ad set with all of our control ads for our offer that is our best option on psm because we are not trying to chase four different offers because we like the idea of making money not trying to get lucky and then placing blame on other folks when things go wrong because they're not running a good business now when we have this if you notice we have our winners ad set and then these dcts are trying to actually produce a high confidence output that beats the worst output in one of these winners pieces. Because all we need to do to improve our system is ultimately raise our average. We need to improve our net performance. The easiest way of improving our net performance is not to abuse our best performers, it's to improve the quality of our worst ones. And what I mean by this more than anything is, Let's say, uh, uh, let's use a sports reference, right? If you've got one all-star on a sports team and then a bunch of fifth graders chasing him around in a professional game, maybe that one all-star, maybe it's Michael Jordan, right? Probably going to be okay. Kobe Bryant, whatever, right? Like, like LeBron James and four fifth graders against an NBA team might be able to score some points. Now, you're not going to be able to do too much better by making Le LeBron James even better. But if you upgrade one of those fifth graders to, say, uh, another LeBron James or a Kyrie Irving or a Steph Curry or a, even a Scottie Pippen, respect them, or a Horace Grant if you want to go old school. If you improve the quality of the subpar options, of the choices that Facebook can make on your behalf, you're going to create better choices because you are improving the quality of the worst choice that Facebook can make for you. You've seen me say this before, but a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. So if you want to make a stronger chain, improve the weakest link. And in this situation, when you have a 3-2-2 type setup, you're going to be able to go in and inside of your analysis, when you break down by element, you're absolutely going to be able to see, well, what got more spent? 
spend is a meritocracy. Spend matters. What got more, the most spend? Great. Now, if you understand the output of this thing is good, and one element got 90% of the spend, odds are that thing is probably why you did well. When you have a simple setup with three creatives, two headlines, and two primary texts, you're going to have a really good idea because odds are one or probably two of those variables, the primary text, the headline, and the creative, are going to have hyperbolic distribution, meaning one of those elements within that set are going to run away with all the spend. One creative might get 90% of the spend. One headline might get 90% of the spend. Maybe one primary text gets 80 or 90. Some of the other things might be even, but still you're going to know based on spend, share in which is really market share of the data set what pieces are good for us so if you know that the thing has the lion's share of the market share of the data set and we like the outcome then it becomes really high confidence for us to say well that's probably the thing that we want and what's really important here too is if you don't like the outcome it becomes really easy to optimize that dynamic creative by just removing the thing that's getting all of the spend and giving it one more chance. And you know what you don't need to do? You don't need to give it five more chances. You know why? Because you only have three options. You probably have three other dynamic creatives that are better right behind it. It's about volume of this concept testing to replace. I don't need to spend a million dollars inside of one thing to say, was this idea good when I've got five other ideas behind it? If that didn't work, fine, scrap it, launch the next one and consistently rotate to always improve the worst option. If you're always improving the worst option, then it's really, really fucking hard to not get better. And if you're constantly getting better, say you're getting 2% better every week, that can 3X your business in a space of one year. That is a minimal growth opportunity, which to me sounds way easier than launching 20 or 50 or 100 ads every week hoping to get lucky out of all of it and running that as my primary business strategy on maintaining an account where i've already said i don't trust the attribution to begin with like those arguments don't make any sense those values don't compute and honestly binary decision making is the highest confidence decision making you can make and using statistical significance and the scientific methods the smartest way of doing testing so why not combine the two of those things so you don't have to work nearly as fucking hard and every week you get a little bit better? I have yet to hear a data-based argument that says you shouldn't do that. And it's been years. And believe me, I have asked some of the smartest and brightest and most successful people out there. And by the time I get this deep into the conversation, I don't get straight answers anymore. And I get it. I'm super nerdy into the thing. I don't expect other people to be but that's why I'm here. That's what I'm doing. And really what I want to get to, to to close this out is, well, what do you do now that the test is going? You know you like an ad, but you want to test more things and we've scaled it to some region and now we, now we want to take action. What are we going to get the post ID? You can't get a post ID from a dynamic creative. That's a lie. There are two ways of doing it. Now, one way is Facebook telling you this is the ad with the highest estimated action rate, and then you can compare the elements of that ad against your reporting, and if the performance indexes well against what Facebook wants, well, then the ad with the best estimated action rate is also the ad with the best business result. But that's not always the case. It is 
15, 20, 30% of the time where you might find that the ad that everybody really likes to engage with is not the ad that drives all the business success. How many times do we get clickbait shit? We got great CPMs, wonderful CPCs, and nobody buys. Remember, CPCs don't mean shit. CTRs don't mean shit. I'll take a worse CTR all day because it means I'm probably reaching way more people. A much lower CTR and a much lower CPM means I can beat you on volume and I'm going to beat you long-term because I'm a better partner to Facebook than you will be. And by the time you're complaining about trying to find another platform, I'm just stacking paper. So the point here is, how do we get it? Well, there are two really, really fucking easy ways of getting it done. Number one, you can click on the ad, go to the ad level, of course, and hit the edit and hit preview. In there, you're going to see share. You click on that little button and it's going to pop down and you're going to see an option that says Facebook post with comments. Now, when you click on Facebook posts with comments, it's going to show you all of the uh, permutations that have gotten engagements in the rank of estimated action rate. Now, maybe you like that first one because it indexes all the elements, the copy, the headline, the creative, completely match what you've seen. How do you get it? Click on the timestamp where it says so-and-so page created by you and timestamp is a button what? Click on that. What you're going to see is the URL will change from DCO question mark God knows what to Facebook backslash page ID backslash posts backslash an awful fucking string of numbers. That awful string of numbers is your post ID. So when you go to your winners, your, ad, your, your winners ad set, your proving ground, your control environment, and your one campaign, because remember, we're not trying to be smarter than every scientist for the last several hundred years, and we want to work way less hard to be way more successful. So we drop that post ID in there, hopefully to replace the worst available choice by hitting create ad, making an ad, and in that option, we can hit create or use existing post ID, copy, paste, done. Now, sometimes we don't find the one that we want. Or we want to see all of them. Or maybe you're running lead gen where this doesn't work for you. You, my friend, are not doomed. You just have to go hit up the hamburger button in the upper left-hand corner. I hope this isn't flipped, but whatever. In the upper left-hand corner of your screen, you're going to see three lines. When you click on that, scroll down to where it says page posts. Click on that. Now, inside of that, you're going to see published posts, organic posts, ads posts. Click on that ads post button and it's going to show you in chronological order every single post that has ever been made running ads on your entire account. Cross-reference that with the date that you launched the ad and all of a sudden you're going to see, oh man, boom, there's like a dozen things here that more or less look the same. They were launched at the exact same time. That's every post ID from that dynamic creative. You can go in there and you can grab whatever one you want. Now, spoiler alert. Uh, if your ad preview didn't show you the thing, well, this thing got the most, this thing's got the lowest CPA and that thing's got the lowest CPA and that thing got the lowest CPA. Why isn't it the one that comes out? Maybe it's because that ad didn't actually do well. Good elements don't necessarily always combine to be the best aggregate, right? How many times have we seen putting the best three things in a room and getting dog shit out of it when instead you get things that work well together? wildly outperform it.
So you can try to put all the stuff together in there all you want, but if you need an archive, there's your option. So anyway, with that being said, I hope you find value here. Go ahead and subscribe. Go ahead and ring the bell. Comment below if you think that I'm wrong about something. I'd love to learn why you disagree, what you're doing that's better. Help me improve so that I can help everybody else improve. And until next time, I'll see you on the internet. I think YouTube likes some of this stuff. I think you can ring that guy over there. I'll see you later. Bye, everybody.